It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 6th of September. What are you most excited about? The guys are coming to town. We'll talk about it a little bit coming up. Plus, take your comments and your chats in a live edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. Hope you're doing great. Thanks so much for tuning into the live broadcast. We are now live on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, and we should be live on all of them at Locked On Live, possibly as well as Locked On Sports as well. So thanks very much for tuning in. If you're tapping in on Periscope, do let me know what feed you're getting it in on Locked On Live or Locked On on Locked On Sports. I'd be interested to know that. Thanks very much for tuning in, and please follow us on Locked On Live on all of our platforms, whatever platform works best uh, for you. Uh, NFL season got underway last night, by the way. Uh, special thanks to Mac Weldon for sponsoring the NFL season on Locked On, or the opening week. Uh, I'm a huge Mac Weldon wear and a big believer in it, so if you want to get uh, some nice coupon, get deals, Go promo code is Locked On. Go check it out. Uh, at Mack Weldon. All right, let's get to the show. We talked about a lot of stuff this week. We've had summer interview series. Uh, where we may or may not be done with the summer interview series. Matt Hartbring and I are talking and trying to find a way that we can uh, connect and see whether or not we might be able to do one last summer interview series. But thanks to Ron Boone and Thurl Bailey and Craig Bullerjack uh, and Britton Johnson for all taking the time as well as Eric Woodard. Uh, Tony Jones, Andy Larson, uh, and all of their great insights. So it's been super fun, and I think it's given us a lot of different points of view and insight, and now it's getting close to time. A bunch of the guys are coming into town this week, um, so the younger kids have been in town for the majority of the time. They'll they'll continue um, in town here for a little while, uh, but they are, they are here, uh, and then... Obviously, we got the three guys playing international ball here for a little while, uh, and then we will have coming. Uh, Conley will be in town. Bojan will come in town. Jeff Green will come in town, and we'll begin to see the semblance of this thing all coming together. They kind of just do open gym. What actually happens, if you didn't know how this works around the N- NBA, is that these guys have all been playing games and runs, and you've been seeing them in various places Um out and around and about well what ends up happening is the college kids go back to school and they actually don't have places for very good run anymore and so what they do is they end up coming back uh to their nba gyms and getting with their nba teams and and then uh working out in that setting because it's a better setting and as they get a little bit closer i think they get a little bit anxious and so they want to be able to Uh, Make sure that they're in their best physical possible shape. Uh, To me, we're at this point of like, so what are the, I keep getting asked, like, what are you most excited about? And I have actually found myself almost trying to temper my enthusiasm because if I let, let it run, run, it's, it's the excitement of this season is truly incredible uh, in this sense. And that is that. All of the weaknesses that we had last year, poor shooting, lack of spacing, 
lack of athleticism have been addressed. And so the question that is, in my mind, the biggest for the Jazz this year is the question of whether or not how many of their strengths go away. Well, we still have the defensive player of the year and the best defensive player in the world, so that strength is not disappearing. We still have one of the best coaches in the world. That strength is not disappearing. We still have one of the analytically smartest teams in the league. I don't think that strength is disappearing. And so when I hear the nervousness that's out there, when I hear the people wondering, well, are we going to be this or are we going to be that, it, I actually think we're – It's I and I'm doing this too is my point. I think we're actually begging a little bit to find something wrong. Um, because there is a chance to me that this team is last year's Milwaukee Bucks, that the adjustments that have been made uh, from Jason Kidd to Mike Budenholzer, in this case from an offense that was just um, constructed in a unique manner that had two bigs that couldn't pass, couldn't shoot, couldn't dribble, and was the only team in the league that had that and will now have this wide-open space Donovan Mitch, you know, and couple that. I'm, I mean, obviously, we won a lot of games or a lot of strengths to what we were doing. So I, I don't, I'm not trying to be critical, but like if you look at the weaknesses that we had a year ago, the weaknesses we had were that we had two bigs that couldn't dribble, couldn't pass. They could, Derek could do a lot of other things. Rudy can do other things. That's not their strength. And then we had these two guys who played with heart and soul and energy and toughness, and you loved them, and they're great teammates, and their teammates adored them, but they couldn't shoot in Ricky Rubio and in Jay Crowder. And so you address those things. They've been addressed. Like, Jeff Green's not the greatest shooter, but Bogey is. And so you've addressed those items and suddenly been able to um, get better in that regard. It, it, It makes you begin to wonder you know, whether or not there's, like, it could really explode. And part of me, honestly, thinks that it could explode. Like, really thinks that offensively this team just might be so much better than any of us have any idea uh, of what what it possibly is going to be. Um, that you Those numbers we had this week um, about... Uh, Donovan's passing, and then you suddenly take, you know, you're taking Jay Crowder, you're taking guys out of the equation who were bad shooters and putting in good shooters. I mean, it's just sometimes we don't need to be too complicated. And it gets wildly exciting. I looked up a little bit more of what we talked about. You know, I cherry-picked some numbers just because they were incredible about what was the what was the uh, response, you know, what the shooting numbers were from Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio and Derek Favors off passes from Donovan Mitchell. I actually, in retrospect, think that the one who was most important is actually Derek Favors because Derek Favors, when getting passes from Donovan Mitchell, are threes that are unguarded that weren't, um, you know, that weren't very good high percentage shots and teams were not guarding him. I actually think that number might have been the most um, important of all. Um, you know, the the next one is, so now, but when you go look at Bogey, who had a great year last year, and you look at the fact that he suddenly has this this number 
of his QSQ is so much QSI, excuse me, which is percentage shooting above what you would, uh, what the expected value of those shots are, is just incredible. And so, I mean, I tried last night to go start putting some math together on this, but it's crazy of how many points per game our offense could be better just by having a valued shooter. I mean, if you look at it like per 100 possessions, and I, I, I actually have done this a lot of times recently where I have run numbers and am reluctant to share them with you because of the fact that it's kind of so crazy and if I give them to you, we start playing with them. It, I think you'll think I'm crazy. I think you know it either will create undue pressure on everyone, or it's absolutely insane. You probably want me to do it, don't you? All right, we come back. I'll walk you through, and we'll play a little math together, and we'll look at one of these things that says how crazy our offense uh, might be. We are live on. Locked on live on Facebook, on Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. Feel free to jump in and ask the questions. Uh, love to have you aboard. Um, the When does James Scott has a question when the preseason start? Do our World Cup guys miss much of the preseason? And we will touch on that as well as we continue. Today's show is brought to you in part by Intercap Lending. Special thanks to Intercap and congratulations to the guys at Intercap. They have done I love this story because they're just such such good dudes. Um, Brock and, and our guy Steve are, are super dudes, and what has happened is they have grown amazingly. And that and so two things I keep getting. I get an email from Brock every now and then that says, hey, by the way, if you want an update on how things are, here's the latest with Intercap. And it's that they've expanded and they – keep getting better. They have 15 branches in Utah. Now from St. George to Logan to Twilla to Vernal. They also have branches in Boise and Vegas. It's so cool. And they doubled their um, volume in 2019 by July 1st. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, large majority of their production is still business. 75% the interest rate is incredible right now. So they're rolling and Steve Carter's doing a great job. And then part two of it is I always, I get these reviews. I go check out the reviews and McKay Robinson, Steve Carter's a rock star. He got a great rate and made sure we understood the numbers the whole way through. I would highly recommend David Sullivan. Amazing experience. They worked with me in great detail to ensure our process was as smooth as possible and carefree. Great customer service. Amazing people to deal with. Uh, Steve Carter of Intercap Lending was amazing to work with. He helped us understand the process, the mortgage vocabulary. We were first-time homebuyers. He communed with us and kept us updated with anything that they needed to happen. Give Steve Carter a call. He's our personal guy. Uh, tell him you were locked on Jazz. You'll get the corporate discount his number is 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 1178666. Intercap Lending. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. 
But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, let's get to it. Uh, James Scott wanted to know, what does preseason start do for our World Cup guys? Um, I think that it means that they will get a little bit more time off. I mean, Joe's playing 30-plus minutes a night. So it means that what, what it really means is that their body has already gotten to peak performance. And so since their body has already gotten to peak performance, the next step is... That you don't have you don't have to rev them up, so you're now trying to just maintain their level of peak performance, and that's an easier job for the trainers uh, to be able to do than some other things. All right, let's walk through this for a second. Okay, so we're gonna t- take that there's a hundred possession game. Okay, and last year in a hundred possession game, which is about right actually, Ricky Rubio for the Utah Jazz, had a QSI. QSI is the difference between a player's performance and the quality of the shots they got. Okay? So, Ricky Rubio last year shot 46.2 in effective field goal percentage. His average shot quality was a 52.1. So, he was a negative 5.9. And per... A hundred possessions. He while he was on the floor, he took eighteen shots. Okay, so in those eighteen shots that he took by being five point nine points below the average, right? So five point nine points below the average means that on any given shot, he was costing the Jazz. 1.1 points per shot below average. There's a lot of numbers here. We're going to geek out, but I think you'll follow this. Okay? So, 0.12, actually, 118, per shot below league average. It's not great. He was, I think, the second worst point guard. DeLon Wright's actually right with him. Jay Crowder shot 50.5 effective field goal percentage. His QSQ was a 55.5, and so he is five shots. He is five percentage points below the average shooter. And per 100 possessions, he used 17.3 shots. And he was .1 points per shot below average. Okay? So Rubio was minus .12 points per shot. Crowder was minus... 17 point or 0.1. Here's what gets where this numbers start to get nutty. Okay. So Jake Crowder was taking 
this is actually pretty easy math, 17.3 shots a game. And he was costing us 0.1 points per shot means he was costing us 1.73 points per game with his shooting. A point is worth, the new study that's going to come out is that it's worth 2.5 points a game. So that Jay Crowder, compared to an average player in the NBA, just shooting was costing us 4.3 wins a year. Okay? Ricky Rubio at 18.3 shots a game. Are you still alive? Or if I... And costing us 0.12 points per shot was costing us 2.2 points a game. Or, if you take the 2.5, 5.5 wins a season. The two of them combined were costing us 9.8 wins per season, and we won 52 games. Now, part of it is our QS. Q is so high because we just took great shots all the time, and that skews this number a little bit. Okay, so this is not entirely fair because you're taking away one of the things the team does well. Okay, does that make sense? Now let's look at our new guys. So this is a little overgeneralized, but basically had Ricky Rubio and Jay Crowder with the exact same shots, shot league average, these numbers would say we would have won 9.8 more games last year. It's a crazy number. So let's look at who we added. Let's take Crowder and turn him into Bojan. Bojan's QSQ was 50, or effective field goal percentage was 56.8. His QSQ is 51.5. Okay, that's worth noting. Because that is four percentage points lower than Crowder and two almost a percentage lower than Rubio. But he was a plus 5.8. And he took 19.9 shots per game. So he took two, three shots more than Crowder per game. Well, he's going to take some of favors too. And Jeff Green's going to take some of, of Crowder's. So it's a little, like, there's a little part of this that's, doesn't quite work. Okay, and, and that's why I mean that's why I'm a little hesitant to do this. Let's look at Mike Conley. Mike Conley's QSQ is a 49.4, so he did not get good looks in Memphis. He shot a 50.7. He's a plus 1.3, and he used 23.6 points or 23.6 shots per 100 possessions. Okay, so that's five and a half more than Rubio. So they got to come from somewhere. This is not entirely fair. This next little piece I'm going to do here. Let's add Derek Favors into the mix. And let's add... So Derek Favors just was a QS... Uh, uh, 60.5% shooting, effective field goal percentage. QSQ of 62.0 for a minus 1.5. Now, that 62.0 is awfully high. And it's going to be hard to find anyone 
who can get that same level. But Jeff Green, and Jeff Green's not going to be able to an Ed Davis. I mean, it's kind of a Jeff Green-Ed Davis combination, right? Jeff Green will be one spacing the floor, taking those outside shots. And Jeff Green last year, Q last year shot an effective field goal percentage of 55.9 on a QSQ of 52.8, and he was a plus 3.0 last year. So you're taking Rubio at minus 5.9 and turning him into a plus 1.3 in Conley. You're taking a minus 5 in either Jay Crowder, call it Jay Crowder, because he played the majority of those minutes, and turning into a plus 5.8 in Bojan. You're taking a minus 1.5 in favors because he just, unfortunately... Like, how could that be? The answer is that he got amazing looks, but he also was truly one of the least good shooters on anything other than at the rim of anyone in the league. Like, his numbers are really bad. You're also adding Ed Davis, who's not a good shooter, but he doesn't try to do anything else. And he comes out as an even Steven. He's, his shooting percentage is 62% effective field goal percentage. And his QSQ is 61.6. So he's a .3 positive and actually at the exact same number as Faves. He got the same shot look as Faves. Now you start putting all this math together, it starts to get totally insane of what we might be able to do next year. All right, so we'll do that next. We'll go insane. We'll do craziness. Thanks for joining the live broadcast on Locked On Live. Follow on Periscope, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. And join in our live programs and join in the chat room as well. I've got some more questions that came in, including Thorny Bucker says, oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. It's not that bad, but it's pretty funny. 74 and 8, he says. The numbers I'm about to run will tell you that we will go 74 and 8. It is Locked on Jazz. We are coming to you uh, from the Bay Area today. Actually, I had to fly out to see the focus for a minute. Uh, live edition on our various Locked on Live channels. Today's show is brought to you in part by Murdoch Hyundai. Murdoch's doing amazing things with the new Palisade. Blake's got going on there uh, up at 4646 South State Street. Also in Logan. Also also in Linden, uh, Jason Kreese is the sales guy that helped my wife out when we bought our Santa Fe there. Had a fabulous experience. The, Murda, the Hyundai is actually technologically one of the most advanced cars out there. I don't quite understand how this all works, but the idea is that they get... Uh, you get kind of a year of having technology that not everybody else has, and then you have to release it to the entire marketplace. So one of the things right now is that if you're in the backseat of the car and you want to open it and a car's coming, the car automatically locks the door. Even if it's unlocked, it's safety, so your kids cannot open it in traffic. Those are the kind of things that Hyundai has done. Those advancements are obvious because when we bought the Santa Fe for our son, we put in every safety bell and whistle. Those are all now standard on the brand new Palisade, the highest selling car out there. It is hot, and the Linden store is just about sold out all the time. So you might need to go to the 4646 South State Street store to go find what's going on with the Palisade. The Santa Fe is terrific. The Tucson's the next smaller down SUV. And then finally, there's the Zippy Fun Kona. If you are shopping for a car right now and Hyundai is not on your list because you don't know the brand that well, then take a moment and look at Hyundai and see what they might be able to to do for you. That is Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street in Logan and in Linden. 
Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I've tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. Special thanks to DraftKings, who sponsored our coverage all week long on the opening of the NFL week on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, use the promo code Locked On if you want to get some action in this weekend uh, with DraftKings. All right, uh, James Scott. So do the summer interview series with other members of the media. How about the last week of the summer interview series, you select a selection of fans? And I'd guess that you'd think my first guy should be James Scott. I would guess. How about I do the players? We'll try to get some player interviews in uh, so you get to know them in the upcoming month as we get ready. All right, so let's go back to this crazy math. There's a lot of assumptions we're about to make here that don't make any sense, and they don't entirely work, and that's why I haven't done it. But it's incredible. So let's say that Mike Conley takes his 23.6 shots per 100 possessions, and Ricky Rubio's 18, and we call it 20 shots a game. Okay. 20 shots for the point guard position per 100 possessions. Now, here's a little bit of a jump. Rubio got 52.1% QSQ shots, and Conley only got 49.4 in Memphis. Conley's is going to come toward Rubio's, but is it going to make it all the way to 52? Let's go with it, just because it makes my math easier. So they're at 52% QSQ. And the difference between Mike Conley and Ricky Rubio is 7.2 percentage points. Okay? 7.2 percentage points. On 20 shots. Comes out to 1.44 points per game. I think that's right. It should. 1.44 points per game. Excuse me. Okay? So if that's the number, and that actually seems low to me. I'm trying to figure out why. But if Conley can get about the same shots as Rubio got and hits him at 7 percentage points better, that's 1.44 points per game. That makes sense. Again, times that by 2.5, which is how much a point is worth, we win 3.6 games. Okay? Now let's go do Bojan versus Crowder, because this gets insane. So for the stretch four, we're going to call it, 
Bojan took 20 shots. Crowder took 17 per 100 possessions. We're going to go. Let's go with 19. Bojan's got to take a few. Let's go with 18. Bojan comes to, so 18 shots. Okay. Bojan got an effective field goal percentage of his shooting at 51.5, and Crowder got 55.5. There's no real way that Bojan is going to get that bad of looks, and there's no way he's going to as bad of looks as he got in Indiana, and there's no way he's going to get as good of looks as Jay Crowder got in Utah because people are going to guard him. Okay? So let's say that that goes to 53.5. Now you have the difference between Jay Crowder and Bojan Bogdanovic is 10.8 percentage points a game. 10.8. 10 percentage points better. And you start fiddling with this and it gets a little crazy. Because now all of a sudden you have Bojan at his 18 shots giving you about a 1.95 advantage every night. And then you go at plus times 2.5 and you get him at about five wins and all of a sudden you get to 60 wins. This is how you do it. There's the math on how you get to 60 wins. Easy, because if you do Jeff Green and Ed Davis for favors, it still does it. It actually gets better. But if you add 3.6 wins because of Conley and you add five wins because of Bojan, and now you're at 8.6, now you're at 60 wins, you get a few more, and then you have to decide, okay, we're at 64, five wins at this point. It's insane. The defense isn't going to be quite as good because we don't have favors. So the defense is so then you gotta bring it back down. But I still get us around the crazy sixty win total. And it's it's just insane math. And it feels flawed. And Kevin Pelton would listen to this and find this flawed, but it's what I keep getting back to and what I keep looking at. Now, Emmanuel Moutier, if he's negative, is it down takes us down a little bit. Dante Exum takes us down a little bit. Right? Like, let's just be, like, clear. Like, if those guys don't step up, that takes us the wrong way. And so, if you are if you have that, now, now we start to come down. Then we get to 55. But that still might be the number one seed in the West. Is there a chance that last year was an outlier production for Bojan Bogdanovic and he won't play as good this year? Yes, absolutely. It's an absolute possibility. But it's not... It wasn't a crazy outlier. Okay? So that would be the one thing I would say on that is it's not a crazy outlier. If we go look up him on the Pacers the year before, and you would have thought that the numbers for Bojan would have been less good last year because of the Oladipo injury. But if we go look up the Pacers, he's a plus 4.7 the year prior. So, you know, if we take a sample size of the last three seasons, so you have the 16-17 season, the 17-18 season, and the 18-19 season, 
Bojan is still a plus 5.1. So maybe it's not that much of an outlier. Great question, though. I mean, like, really great question. Um, James says I don't have to pick him because he's in Scotland. All right, thank you all for tuning in to our live stream today. Uh, the numbers seem to be a little less because since we moved to Locked On Live, so I'd appreciate if you guys would move to Locked On Live as well. Um, any thoughts on our Locked On Live format are more than welcome. Uh, we'll improve it. This is a very hacked version of it. We'll make it look snazzy and good as the year goes on and make it even better. Uh, but I appreciate you very much for tuning in, and please send me an email at dlock at 9 at gmail.com for any suggestions on how to make it better. Thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.